Is Van like a ghost? And Peg's gonna get deep into Sato Gru's tire up rave draw. So uh, again, Josephine Electric, the lead singer of Van Electric Ghost, is a dominatrix. Her vibe has always been that way. I was asked by some fans when I first started uh, using Josephine um, and having her be the lead singer that she sounded like a vamp, that she sounded like she was a dominatrix. I don't know what a dominatrix is supposed to sound like, but I guess Josephine sounds like that. <laughs> so we <coughs> built her character and built a whole mystique about her, going back to synesthesia, neo-soul surrender, uh, Indigo Menace, and Something Wicked, where we had her involved with, uh, you know, uh, capturing a CEO and tying him up and whipping him into submission, uh, you know, fighting against a domestic violence situation and taking over that, that, that whole scenario, being heavily into oral sex and bondage, fetish grooves, and just the whole thing about her. So the latest thing we've been doing is like, have this concept of her being raved raw or, or taking her partner into a rave and then just overwhelming them with the synesthesia of, of the beat and the techno beat and the sexuality, sexuality of a rave, uh, being like a plur goddess or being around a lot of plur goddesses that are not dressed and kind of just in a or, or <laughs> Roman orgy kind of situation. So she's mixing the idea of this, the, 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 all the sensual uh, synesthesia overload of a rave and lights flashing and the beat uh, bopping and all that. So you get the song Tire Up Rave Raw, which basically Josephine is just uh, the leader of this kind of sexual revolution where, you know, the rave is her carnival orgasmic scenario or space where she just loses all control and then you know this song is, is interesting because it basically came from our facebook live concert that we did on my birthday the 13th of september and we recorded a live recording session went out for like an hour and a half and we've gone back into this recording session and pulled out some snippets which is what we tend to do a lot is we'll go into a recording session do a live Facebook gig, you know, we record it and then we pull out what we think could be potential songs. And this kind of is a technique that a lot of bands in the 60s and 70s did. The Almonds used to do it. Neil Young did it. A lot of bands would like just record their recording sessions and then try to figure out where the grooves are. So we did that technique and we like doing that better than using a DAW. And we use our, our, our Zoom R24 and we kind of just grab the clips out of it and then work on it and then do overdubs back into the R24 when we find a song. And sometimes we'll take a sample of the actual groove and then bring it, use either the OPZ sampler or the Make Noise Morphogene. And we'll bring that sample uh, back in to, to um, the R24. And we'll use our <clears throat> MX1 mixer to kind of edit it too. But the cool thing about the morphogene and also using like, you know, we use the Arturia 6U um, uh, solution for Eurorex, which is a, like a two row Eurorack um, capability. And in our Eurorack, we've got a Moog Mother 32 
I've got the Moog drummer from another mother, the DFAM, which is an analog drum machine. We got a Pittsburgh modular 2x4 mixer that takes VCA signals and then splits them around, mm -hmm. changes the levels. <clears throat> we also have Make Noise Morphogen, as we discussed, is the sampler and the Make Noise Maths module, which is a utility module, but also can be a LFO, it can run like an oscillator, do exponential and logarithmic processing of the signal. So we can do delays and portamentos and all kinds of cool stuff. And um, we like to use it with our DFAM to kind of time shift things and then use it with our Mother 32 to kind of beef up the one oscillator nature of the Mother 32. But then we've got two oscillators and two LFOs on our Arteria Mini Boot 2S uh, that we take all the signals from the Eurorack and bring them into a master input on the 2S, which has a big um, modular... Uh, section to it. Uh, and then we also, uh, we bring that, we've talked about that before, we take that quarter inch line from the 2S, which has all the modular VCA signals, which have already been mixed at certain levels by the Pittsburgh modular 2x4 mixer, and bring that into an MX1 mixer, take the quarter inch one line, and output it as two stereo lines as quarter inch lines. So this is all kind of analog hardware uh, control of the signal. So they end up not getting any compression or any distortion or changing of the analog signals. And then we bring that into an R24, recorded at 24 uh, megahertz, 24-bit um, um, recording 48 megahertz, and able to get a sound that doesn't clip. Because we used to record with some people that were using like FL Studio, using, uh, you know, other DAWs. And when they applied their effects and they listened to it in real time, when they went to render, they would lose a lot of their mix, which if you use an R24 with the analog equipment and digital equipment, you don't, what you hear is what you get. You don't lose the signal. You don't get compression. You don't not hear what you were doing. Um, so what you hear in your monitor is what you get on the wave file. Cause it goes right to a wave file. So we found that that, you know, when you're working with analog equipment, you know, the only other better way to do it is to bring it to like a Tascam reel-to-reel or go back old school and run it, you know, on, a, on an analog like Neve board or something, um, which we've looked into getting some Neve boards later. And when we get some more funding, we we're trying to set up a Patreon, see if we can get a Neve board, some more recording equipment, uh, you know, eventually we want to go building a full recording studio. And then this is another thing that we've wanted to talk about, we're going to talk about today. We've been interviewing people for two years. We used to be on Spearman, now we're on Anchor. We've got a big collection of artists that we've interviewed. Like Camp Flognon, what Tyler, the creator, is doing, we would love to have a Fam Electric Ghost uh, concert that actually has all the people that we've talked to and do a concert. So this would mean we'd have bands like The Muted, Kendra Erica, Kendra Black, uh, Secrecies, you know, all, all these, you know, uh, Evelyn Ka, um, you know, a lot of your know, with roller coasters. We've talked to a lot of bands, a lot of artists, and we'd love to have a big festival that basically focuses on everybody that we've talked to and has a way, you know, it could, with the amount of people we've talked to, we could be like a two-day event. You get a big sponsor like like a Seagrams, like a Nike, like you know anybody, big big companies, Coca Cola, Pepsi, 
see if we could get people to sponsor us to do this kind of show. So if you think that's cool, you've been on the show, uh, think about that. If you know some promoters that would think that's a good idea, we're going to keep on talking about that when we talk to our artists, see if they're interested, see if they can get some pull from their agents to see if we can do that. Maybe initially we do it at a micro level um, to see what we can do. But that's a big, big, big thing we want to do. And big ups to Roland, who's been like uh, a big supporter. We've used a lot of Roland gear, which I'll name again. We start with our Roland uh, Juno GI, which is our 61 key polysynth, which is appearing in the next song, Lost Her Because I Wanted Her Too Much. Now, we're a big proponent of the new wave. We love the Jupiter 8. Love the Juno 106. So we have a Jupiter, we have a Juno GI, which has a lot of PCM sounds in it. It's got the famous um, soundtrack sound from the D50. And so everybody knows about that synth with its uh, linear uh, synthesis. Um, it was a competitor to the, D7, um, the DX7. And we actually had a D5, which was like a toned down version of the D50 back in the day. You know, it's a really awesome synth. We did a lot of cool stuff with it. But we actually have some patches from the D50 in our Juno GI. So we used the soundtrack patch, and Roland must have heard it, and they liked a song that I put up, which is this song. Lost her because I wanted her too much. It was just a total instrumental. We're going to probably put lyrics on it today. We're going to release the instrumental and the lyric version. But this is an ode to, like, you know, not exactly the new wave, because D50 showed up kind of at, yeah, at the end of the new wave period, more like... Well, it's kind of like in, in the middle of it. It's like the DX7 appeared in the D50, so it is like a new wave instrument. <clears throat> but it's primarily really used for, um, you know, soundtrack work and TV work. There's a lot of famous patches that are used. We'd love Roland to give us a, D50, a D05, if they're listening. Um, we'd love to go get an old D50 and go get, get it retrofitted and put it in our in our arsenal. But this song, you know, it's kind of dedicated to a partner we had uh, and we felt like we really, you know, effed up that situation. We really into them. They were into us and uh, they had some personal difficulties. We were kind of selfish. We were working on a project and they kind of weren't able to do it. And we got upset and the whole thing kind of just fell apart, burned the bridge, never been talking. But the work we did is still out there. We both make money from it if people buy it. And this individual still didn't pull this work from their their, uh, their 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 whole resume of work. You know, it's primarily the work that people associate with them now is, is the work we did together. So the best thing I can say is like the time that we spent together working on project was really good. And sometimes you can't capture that again. But it was a really awesome experience. And, you know, those who know who we are. Uh, can kind of figure out who this individual is, but support them. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. And um, if you go out there, uh, out there in the internet, you'll, you'll see that they're, they're, they're doing a bunch of campaigns and they're actually in the running to be a Maxim model. So I think you can figure out who I'm talking about and um, you know, you should support them and, and what they're trying to do. So <clears throat> the other thing that we're really into now Again, the rolling equipment. Uh, we've always wanted a Phantom. The Phantom disappeared for a while. It actually became like FA, FA07, FA08, FA06. 
but people want real fam to come back. <laughs> We're fam like a ghost, so phantom would be really cool. So if Rowan's listening, like a phantom playing a phantom is a total fit. So the new phantom is awesome because it has an analog filter. Um, it has like a new type of behavioral modeling technology called Zencore, where it replicates a lot of Roland sounds. It's got the full RD piano, which if you know anything about the RD piano, it's an alternative to what we see with sampled pianos, where it actually is a synthesized piano. And the cool thing about this with Roland, if you think about it, the 808 still stands up as one of the world's best drum machines and it doesn't use samples. The 808 uses synthesis to make drums, which creates drums that don't sound like real drums, but give you capabilities that you would never thought about. Or the same kind of technology they, they put into the RD and it creates synthesized piano, but it does it in such a way that you have really authentic sounding pianos or pianos that maybe don't even sound as if what you could really do, but you, you want to use them. And the cool thing about it, it's like a divide down technology in a way because it's got full polyphony. So think about it. Within this art, this uh, new Phantom, you have a full polyphonic, no degradation, full polyphony of the RD piano, which then you can layer with 256 voice analog behavioral modeling or Zencore processing. And then you can have partials, which you go back to like the D50 concept. And they have a D50 joystick that allows you to move between like the partials. With the analog filter, and a really good keybed. It's very competitive. You know, it seems like the Phantom is like the premier keyboard today. Now, <clears throat> there's two different things going on. It's like as a as a experimental electronic musician, the Moog Matriarch is a sound designer fantasy. You know, it's got a full workflow with modular <clears throat> some modules going back to what the grandmother did. It brought back like um, you know modules that were known from the model 3355 model one <clears throat> and it's got an analog reverb man analog digital analog delay not digital <clears throat> but it's got stereo processing of of the of all the components so it, it, it's paraphonic which is awesome it kind of arteria was like the king of paraphonic with their um big matrix matrix root but now this is kind of like overwhelmed it because that's a paraphonic synth. It's pretty awesome. The, the grid on it's kind of like what you saw with the MS VC3. Um, but this is a really cool concept with the FA, um, the Phantom. We, we think that's one of the best synths out there. <clears throat> what we don't understand, though, is why it doesn't fully emulate what the Jupiter X can do and why the Jupiter X doesn't have the analog filter. And then the Phantom doesn't have the ability to replicate like a Juno 106 or an SH-101 at the moment. Now, technically, you would think with the Roland Cloud, you should be able to emulate all the cloud-based stuff, which is ACB-type stuff, and bring it into the Phantom, which I think you theoretically could do. Now, they've shown you taking boutique modules and then putting them into the Phantom, which it seems kind of redundant. Why would you need to do that? You could just bring it in through software. So why can't it just do what the System 8 does? So that's why I'm kind of wondering, is that going to happen? Is it going to be able to replicate the system? Eight? You know, they can make it have a module to do that if it doesn't have it inside of it. <clears throat> but it seems like, you know, the Zencore can do it anyway because the Jupiter X is a Zencore and it can do 
all those things. So it seems like the Zencore chip is capable of doing that. So or is the they just want you to be able to buy the Jupiter X separately, which is cool. And then the workflow on a Jupiter X is a different type of workflow than what's on the Phantom. Uh, the Phantom is a workstation workflow, which has got some cool things because they finally put the synth engine um, not per function stuff on the panel. You don't have to dive down as much. Um, so you've got a lot of synth controls, but not as many as you have on a Jupiter. The Jupiter kind of has a Moog like matriarch workflow from left to right. They're like everything you need. You don't have to dive anywhere. But the touch screen basically does makes it so you don't have to dive as much. But um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's always a compromise in machine. We still think the Phantom, if you're a producer, the Phantom is probably the better choice than the Jupiter. But if you're like an electronic musician that likes to have system eight like tech stuff and you you, you want that kind of Jupiter flow. The Jupiter X is a cool machine. I mean, I would like it just because it looks like a Jupiter. You find it looks more like a Jupiter than the Jupiter 50 or Jupiter 80. And actually is the promise of actually being a Jupiter, where the Jupiter 50 is not really a Jupiter. It's a new type of Jupiter. It's not a replication of Jupiter 8. It's a forward-thinking Jupiter 8, which makes the Jupiter 50 is worth getting because it's totally different. <clears throat> it's a different type of machine. <clears throat> it has a different type of concept. Excuse me. So, like we said, um, if you're a band and you want to get interviewed, we've said this before, you contact us through a voice memo on Anchor, which we haven't had a lot of people using, but you probably should try it. Um, you know, leave your Instagram handle, or you can talk to us directly as a DM on Instagram as expansive underscore sound experiments. That's expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. And we'll talk to you later. This is Van Like a Ghost, and if you're a band that's been on our program uh, or an artist that's been interviewed, we've got a proposal for everybody. Uh, we'd like to try to put together a concert that has all the p- guests that have been on Van Like a Ghost. Every single guest that's been on do a show where they could do like a half hour to an hour long set and have it like a festival like Cam Flogna. So if you've got your agents and your A&R people or no sponsors that would like that. This is something we're proposing, and we're going to continue to talk about this until we make it happen. So this is this is Keith Gidden Jones, Family Liquor Ghost from PEG, and we would love to be able to host all the artists that have been on the show and have a concert. So if you have access to your um, people that can get this done, get in touch with us at expansive underscore sound underscore experiments on Instagram or send us a direct voice memo on Anchor FM. You can just use the Anchor FM app to send us a voice memo. So if you think this is a good idea or if you're a band that hasn't been on the show and you're going to be a future guest and you've got the the weight to help make this happen, please get in touch with us. And please also contact us at expansive sound experiments at gmail.com, which is our Gmail. Again, that's expansive sound experiments, all one string at gmail.com. Thank you very much and keep on listening to Peg.
Get it 